Welcome to All Access Network Podcast. So excited that you decided to join us. You will absolutely love and you're in for a treat for today's guest. Uh, we are on a mission to positively impact the world through sports and culture. We're a multimedia network, we're a YouTube channel, uh, a podcast, and we also have live shows. Uh, if you haven't followed us on YouTube, you can find us at uh, All Access Network. If you haven't followed us on Twitter, you can find us at All Access underscore net, uh, where we also do some of our live shows uh, along with Facebook at All Access Network. But so excited to have you with us today. Uh, we love for people to be able to write their story, uh, leave their mark and create their legacy. We're on a mission. We appreciate you joining us. And again, please share, like, and subscribe uh, whenever you get a chance. And stay on this journey with us. It's going to be an awesome ride. I want to take time to acknowledge one of our partners, Rising Coaches. Every coach wants to rise in their career in one way or another. We're all looking for professional development, access to tools, and relationships that can help us grow and help us advance in our career. Rising Coaches provides just that. You can visit Rising Coaches at www.risingcoaches.com. Their memberships are just $10 a month and provides a genuine community to help you grow and advance in your career. What up? We're back at it again. Hoops, uh, Whack Hoops, all access. Uh, excited to have Kyle McDonald, the Whack Hoops specialist. Uh, we got a real treat today. We have uh, the head coach of Stephen F. Austin, who's taking the time to join us. They had a, a monster win. They've been playing some great ball, and um, their best ball, I believe, is still ahead of them, in my personal opinion. So yep, excited to have Coach Keller on and uh, get the inside scoop. So we will bring him in. Coach, how you doing? Hey, I'm good, Brian. How you doing, Kyle? Thanks for having me today. Absolutely. Excited to do it. it. I'm going to let Kyle lead off today um, since I've been asking so many questions behind the scenes. (laughs) Kyle, I want to go back to – I talked to you before the season started, um, and you mentioned that you had talked to Chris Jans. He had told you what this conference was like. And you mentioned that you, you know, you you thought about going your AD and your administrators and being like, "What did you guys get me into with this <laughs> league?" I, and it still sticks in my mind today. But you know, you had a, a big win over Grand Canyon, and then you faced the, I guess, Sam Houston awoke the sleeping giant, you know, against you on Saturday. But like, what have you learned from this revamped whack so far since you've been in it? Well, it's interesting you say that, Kyle. I, I met with my athletic director this afternoon after getting thrashed at home last night by really well coached New Mexico State team and, and uh, played really well together. And it wasn't much fun. We don't lose very often at home, as you guys know, and, and that surely wasn't any fun for us. But uh, I give them all the credit. They did a great job in a short turnaround and had a great game plan. Their guys really executed. And, and uh, so it wasn't, and we, had two guys really go off on us yesterday, and uh, uh, that wasn't any fun either, but two really good players. So um, I think the biggest difference in the jump that where we came from in the Southland uh, to the WAC is two things, in my opinion. Size, mm-hmm. uh, not just inside, but but with the perimeters, the, the yeah. twos and threes are bigger. Uh, 
and and with the skill level of of our, the teams, just you know, trying to you know, we could count on twenty turnovers a game, which we fortunately we were able to get right. Thursday at Grand Canyon. You know, we got a bunch yesterday, but but you know, maybe not the same ones we've been able to get, and that we could turn into offense. And uh, that to me is the biggest difference that I've seen. You know, as we've gotten you know six seven games into the league so far. It, is the size the big the size differential and, and you know that it's a pretty obvious and and that's a conversation I have with my athletic director we've got to change that in recruiting and obviously we didn't have a lead up time going into the whack I mean we were right. you know that that's I think that's hurt that will hurt you know Sam hasn't they haven't changed they've had great success I give Jason and staff a lot of credit they're playing great right now and hopefully they'll continue to play well I don't want anybody not to play well um, but that's you know, kind of the way we play, it's kind of affected us. It's interesting. You mentioned the change in recruiting a little bit. I, I know John Judkins at Dixie State said that to me last year, too, when they transitioned into the to the Division One level. So it's interesting to hear another coach who's established at the D1 level say that. Um, I wanted to ask you, too, the crazy thought from Thursday. I mean, Sam Houston wins by 25 you win by 25 over Grand Canyon. They're the exact same scores. Right. I mean, in both places are called Johnson Coliseum. I mean, yeah. how crazy is that to think about? Well, Brian, I'll tell you, it's a God thing, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I mean, it was, yeah, it's obviously, you know, it doesn't happen very often in this league, you know, where you get the biggest difference in this league is there are no easy nights, you know, at the end of the day. I mean, you don't. You know, Brian, you know, was, was coached a long time in a bunch of different great leagues. I mean, throughout his coaching career and seen it all. But I think in the Southland, when you have in the league we just came from, and this is no sl- shot on them, but I think you can get some really discar- you know, disparaging scores from time to time. Yeah. From the top to the bottom. Yeah. And, and I think in this league, that's a really rare yeah. time. There's no easy nights in this league, regardless who you're playing. You know, at the time we're recording this, Seattle's undefeated. We all knew Seattle was going to be pretty good, but we really d- didn't know. Then they had the coaching change and how, how are the kids going to react to that. And, and obviously they have great character to be able to handle that adversity and put themselves in that position. But the records of some of these teams in this league are are pretty good. And I think a lot of that has to do with the commitment from the university and the presidents and the athletic directors to be able to buy home games and get home games. you got to have home games to have a good record, in my opinion. And, there's, and you see that throughout this league. Um, you know, it's it, it rare. The same Houston's killing it right now, but they didn't play many home games, so their overall record's not very good. Yep. And, you know, the teams that usually have a pretty gaudy record play a lot of home games. Yeah, it's 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 been impressive. Like you said, there's a lot of parity in this conference. I mean, I don't think a lot of us had Sam Houston at 7-1. and one, And, I mean, it's just kind of, like you said, it feels but you don't like know Jason very out. well. <laughs> Jason Hooten's a tough dude. And Jason, every year, regardless of what his team was, for the most part, would always finish you know, in the top three uh, on the Southland Conference. And, and I'm not surprised. But I think probably the same pairing, We look at the pairings of travel partners. Mm. When you got to pair up with us and Sam, mm. Grand Canyon, New Mexico State, you know, that's a hard – when you're a going battling up, week. in my opinion, week. Yep. you know – you, you, you're going to take, take those shots, and it's going to be hard to get. We're going to beat each other up in those two weekends, whoever they got, in my opinion. 
Yeah, that's uh... yeah. One one thing about the league too, I was going to jump in and say there's eight teams out of thirteen that that have a winning record even still right now, and then there's one team at five hundred. So you really only have you know those small handful of teams that are below five hundred, and even those teams obviously have had some good wins and uh, are really competitive and have a lot of talent. Um, I'm curious, coach, for yourself. Obviously, you've had uh, enormous success there. What is this team? What do you feel like this team's kind of makeup is? And as you diagnose your own team, because you've played at a high level, uh, you've obviously had some guys out, you've had some injuries, this COVID thing is still going on. What do you assess with your own team right now as you've, you've coached a lot of high level dudes and a lot of high level teams? Hey, Brian, it's a great question. You know, and that changes from day to day. We, you know, what is our ceiling like? You know, we kind of had our own roster that we're capable of having this year. Um, obviously, we lost our, our best guard in Rati Ware, uh, you know, early in December. And at that time, we didn't have what I thought our second best guard in, 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 in Nigel Hawkins wasn't playing there. We haven't had our whole roster all year long. And, and you know, you've asked Matt Figure or, or, or Alvin Brooks at Lamar that, you know, they've had the same issues, yeah. right? And there's a lot of that going around in college basketball. I'm not making excuses. But my point is, like, you know, we beat, a, I thought, a pretty good Liberty team uh, mm-hmm. uh, without uh, Rati and really without Nigel. And then we go to Lawrence uh, without Rati. And Nigel really didn't play. He didn't score. And it was a three-point game with 45 seconds left. Right. So, um, and then we beat. You know, the other night I thought we really played our overall our best defensive game against Grand Canyon. So the identity of our team has got to be on the defensive end, right? Because I, I think we're an average shooting team um, compared to where we normally are. Uh, we usually, you know, we're second in the country last year in field goal percentage. We're always around five fifty percent. Um, this team isn't quite built that way. Losing our two starting guards. So we've got to become a little bit tighter defensively to win. We're not as good a rebounding team. We've always dominated the glass. This team, losing our two guards, to kind of have the nose for the ball, mm-hmm. you know, losing about, you know, eight to 11 rebounds a game. That's a huge impact. Um, yeah. And it's not necessarily offensive rebounds, it's defensive rebounds. So it kind of flips. It makes it even more dramatic. Yeah. Right. So to answer your question, if I, if I knew I was going to get a healthy Nigel Hawkins, you know, sometime this week for the rest of the year, I like our chances because I think this team's proven they've been pretty successful. And, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I I told our guys, we lost an overtime at Tarleton and I thought, I think our team thought the season was over. And I said, guys, Hey, we, we, we've been 28 and three around here and and beating Duke and, and then whatever, 30 something in, in Ken Palm or whatever, you know, net ranking, whatever it was the first year I said, and set the Southland conference record for wins. We won 19. But we still lost one game in the league. Right. I said, nobody's going undefeated in this league. This league is too good. No way. Too much parity. I said, so let's just keep plugging away and see where it is. And unfortunately, I don't think this league has any uh, power five popping wins that's going to allow this yep. league to, to get two bids in it. I mean, right. I, I don't see it. Right. Like, and Even though I think it's really good. I agree. And that's unfortunate. So we just have to be playing great in March and try to potentially set ourselves up for the best opportunity in the conference tournament. And just the way we play is different, and hopefully we can take advantage of that. What you know, not not taking away from the loss of Rati, where you know Nigel Hawking not being 
fully healthy and playing a lot right now. But how benef- – I don't want to say beneficial that somebody gets hurt that you can have a couple freshmen that you got to get more minutes for in Day Day Hall and Jalen Jackson Posey and just that these guys are getting the yeah. experience that they're getting yeah. you know, right now. No, Kyle, thank you for asking me that because I'm not trying to minimize what we've gotten from those other guys. Like the other night, you know, we had 45 points uh, the other night from our freshmen. You know, guys you mentioned, Dede Hall and Posey and Latrell Giselle, you know, which, you know, is a benefit for our program moving forward. You know, three freshmen who played really well for us. Latrell, I think, actually is crazy it may sound, is leading our team in, in the league in conference scoring. You know, it's uh, as a freshman for us, which has never happened. But Kinsmo's getting so much. I mean, he's getting more attention than Santa Claus is. It gets around Christmas time from the kids. That's how much attention he's getting right now. So we're trying to find different ways to get him the ball. You know, not having, you know, and everybody's got their own issues. But that's. But I, I think Kyle, if you remember this, and, and there's so many great coaches in this league, and so many coaches they a year award winners that. You know, these guys aren't going to let you come down and run your stuff and go to your best player. you got to find other ways to beat them, and you're not going to trick them every week. There are no tricks. There's no secrets. But you got to find a better way to, you know, get your best players the ball. Talk about Gavin. I mean, like you said, he's getting all the attention in the world from everybody because that just – he's it's, it's deserved. I mean, the way he plays the, plays the game. But how – how does he deal with that on a nightly basis considering that he's one of those guys that like you really have to have on the floor to have success? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's pretty frustrated right now. I mean, the biggest thing with keeping him and Cackery's, you know, because they've won so much since they've been here. Like, you know, they had the fourth best winningest record in college basketball in their two years of playing here going into the season. Like they'd lost like one home game in two years. So, I mean, We've lost three now against good teams now. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, South Dakota State and, and uh, uh, gosh, who else we lose to? Uh, lost to, to uh, uh, it was Louisiana Monroe. Louisiana Monroe, that wasn't a great loss. That, that the was tra- the trap game before Kansas. That was that was after that was the first game after Rati got got hurt. And, and, and I did a bad job getting our guys ready, and Nigel wasn't ready to play, and we had. I just did, had no adjustments to get him ready. And then we obviously we got lost to New Mexico State. To me, that was our worst loss of the year, Monroe. And, I, and they beat us. They beat us. But, you know, they, they've lost more games this year than, I mean, almost as many as they've lost in their two years. I mean, they lost eight games in two years. Now they've lost six. I mean, they're, they're big-time winners. Right. And so, you know, when you go from losing like they have this year, and they're not losers. How do they? How do I keep their spirits up and say, all right, I mean, I'm not a Vegas line guy, but we're probably favored in the 11 games we got left. I would say right now we're probably favored in the majority of them, you know, nine or ten of them or whatever. And we just got to, like Brian was saying, we just got to keep being who we are and, and, and just keep playing. Yeah. How, I mean, you look at it, you, you mentioned it before that there's no team in this conference is going to go undefeated. I mean, that, that might take a miracle because of the parity and stuff like that that's going on, but. Well, we're I mean, down you to still got to run to the – there's still a shot at the regular season title or that one and two seed that gets the buy into the WAC semifinals. I mean, you had a, t- you had a tough loss last night against New Mexico State. And let's, let's, let's be real that, I mean, they got well, their – The game wasn't a margin. 
Uh, yeah. So if you watch the game, I mean, it was a two point game with six or seven minutes left. So the margin wasn't that that far. Right. But I mean, how do you how do you keep those guys motivated and say, hey, you know what? We still have a shot at the regular season crown. We still have a shot to go to the NCAA tournament. Let's just keep playing and see what happens instead of, like you said, focusing on the fact that, well, they have more losses this year than they've had any time they've been here. Like, I know that's yeah. tough to, to do as a coach, I feel like. Well, you hope you got great, good enough character in your locker room and they're good enough people that, that – I mean, those, those kids came back here for a purpose, and that was to play the NCAA tournament. You just remind them. And it doesn't matter if we'd have won 30 games this year and got beat in a conference tournament. Probably weren't going. Yeah. So what would you rather have? You'd rather go, you know, would you rather win 22 games and go to the NCAA tournament? Or would you rather win 30 and not go? You know, what's your choice? And I told one of our staff members the other day, we were playing at uh, Sam Houston. They were playing the National Anthem before the game. One of our coaches who stand next to me in the National Anthem ends. I said, I said, that's, I said, I love the National Anthem. I said, but there's nothing greater than the National Anthem in the NCAA tournament. And, and, you know, I've been in the NCAA tournament, I don't know, 14 or 15 times, and it's the best. It's the best. And, and coached in, in like 32 NCAA tournament games, and it is the best experience of the national anthem in the NCAA tournament. So to answer your question, Kyle, it's just, man, you got to stay in the present of what you have every day and, and not be anxious about what's coming down the future. And just be the best you can every day, and I think good things will happen for you. Just want to ask you, you know, have you had a chance to see? I mean, you might have watched some of that Seattle game uh, Saturday night when they beat Tarleton, but have you been able to see any film on the Red Hawks that like gives you some cause for concern on Wednesday night? What have I seen? <laughs> I haven't watched very much of them. You know, we hadn't seen, we hadn't crossed paths really with anybody they played, but uh, obviously, Tremel, if that's how you pronounce it right, I don't want to say his name wrong, but those three car, those three guards are really good. I think the guy that's underrated uh, uh, is Udani, the, 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 the four man. Yep. I think he's really important to their team. Um, I think he gets a lot of stuff done. I think he's really skilled. I think he's a really good defender, uh, handles it. I think he creates shots for the, for those guards. Uh, but to me, I think he's just, in my opinion, the second best playmaker they have on their team. And it's just, I hadn't watched very much. I just, just settling in today after church and, and uh, late last night. But I had got them figured out. But that's just my initial reaction after watching them play a little bit. But, yeah, I think they're really good. And I think, you know, they, I think that they – what I like the most about them is they seem to play with an unbelievable amount of joy yep. and playing for each other out there. Yep. And I think that's really cool when you watch teams like that play. I, I, like, I like watching teams like that play. Are you looking forward to a trip to the West Coast since that's not something that, you know, SFA does or has done in conference play really ever? No. <laughs> I, was, I was hoping he's gonna be honest on that. Uh, it's gonna take us nine hours to get there, Kyle. <laughs> uh, happy belated birthday. No, no, I'm just kidding. I mean, I, I think part of playing a college athlete is to go on. We had this talk today with our staff. Um, you know, you want to make part of being a college athlete, and you guys know this is experiences, right? And that's especially in today's age. Yeah, and we want to make an experience for our players uh, while we're out there in in Seattle and in L.A. and Riverside, whatever. And 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 that's I think that is the part that most people don't see is the investment in your players. And we may hit Roscoe's while we're in L.A. and 
do some stuff like that and get to the fish market while we're in Seattle. And, um, but I just think those are things that, you know, I don't know if our kids will ever get to experience or not. I mean, you think a kid from Sulphur Springs has ever seen anything like that, Brian? I know he hasn't. I know they do. <laughs> but that is your, I think that is our responsibility right. uh, as their coach and to expose them to things that they can't see and maybe want more for their life and maybe when they become fathers and want to expose their own family to. That to me is really what, why I got my life. I mean, I've, I just turned 54 Sunday, like Brian mentioned a week yeah. ago today. Happy birthday, Coach. Uh, thank you. And the Bible says I've just joined the last quarter of my life. I don't believe it, but I believe the Bible except for that one. And <laughs> so, right. you know, I, I, I have to help them become what they want to be. And, again, you know, that's exposure. I'm excited to go to Seattle. Last time I was in Seattle, we I was at Oklahoma State. We played Gonzaga in a great game uh, at Key Arena. Morrison hits a shot off the glass to beat us. Uh, so I don't have – that's why I said no, because I don't have great <laughs> memories of you. <laughs> Coach, I got one for you. Uh, just kind of more overall, Stephen F. Austin. And, and obviously yourself, you've led them to a win against – at Duke, that was a legendary game. Uh, without question, you've been in the NCAA tournament. Uh, what's some of the parts – you got? You're, you're newly in the WAC. What's some of the parts about Stephen F. Austin's culture or the program that you would want – whether it's recruits that may see this or whether it's other people that are fan base that are in the wagon, it's like, wow, we didn't know that. What would you want people to know? Cause I think it's a hard thing as you're coming into a new league. They, they, they only know about grand Canyon and New Mexico state and yeah. Utah Valley's jumped in there last year as being a team, but you guys have won a ton of games. Like you said, we'll a South and record. So what's some of the stuff that you would want people to know about the behind the scenes, if you don't mind. Yeah. Well, I, I think that, thank you, Brian, for asking me that question. I think, the biggest thing here about Stephen F. Austin and, and you know, I, I don't think anymore they know that we're Nacogdoches, we're not in Austin, Texas. I think <laughs> what has been done before us and what we've been able to accomplish, they know where, where we are, you know, little Nacogdoches, Texas. And uh, so I think the national people understand where, who we are now. Um, you know, we were the winningest program in the state of Texas over the last decade, the last 15 years. Yep. And that encompasses Danny Casper and Brad Underwood and, you know, six years of myself here. So, it, you know, it, it, this just didn't start. This has been going on for a long time. Right. Um, and we're pretty proud of that. Um, obviously, we're, we're really proud of what our players have done. we got a bunch of guys playing in Europe and the G League and different right. things that sort but i i think the commitment uh to basketball here is is very unique yeah you know two months ago three months ago we just opened a 20 plus yeah 25 plus million dollar uh facility here that you know took a while to get done but when i interviewed for the job they said hey we're doing this and then they kind of doubled it and and moved it to a different part of the our attached to our coliseum and uh, as nice as any places I've ever been. And it's not quite finished. We don't have all the graphics up, but uh, I've got a phenomenal office. We have a, the nicest practice court I've ever been in. Mm. Uh, great, the biggest weight room for basketball I've ever been in. The training rooms, top notch with all the greatest facilities and, you know, hydro works and treadmills and all that kind of the spare no expense and locker rooms and film rooms and lounges and nutrition. Uh, the commitment to, to the student athletes and, and men's and women's basketball here is uh, it 
is like a power five. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I think that if you look at people who win in this league, it's because of the resources and the commitment to basketball. If you're going to be consistent, and I think that's why. Uh, we made this move, in my opinion. Obviously, football had a lot to do with it, but I think they want to help us seeding uh, to hopefully we make the NCAA tournament to get a better seed to try to do something. I'll never be the best head coach here at Stephen F. Austin, nor do I want to be. But I would, that's a great picture of our practice team right there, yeah. And, and that's looking out. I mean, it's looking inward towards our offices love the floor like i love the floor and the logo yeah. across midcourt like, yeah it's really cool and we have no graphics up yet you know we haven't we want to live in it a while before we put the decide what graphics we want to put in right. and make it make it cool make it pop but behind it is all glass so it gets a great view of the sunlight and, and all and i've never been in a practice gym where it's just glass it's like to me right. it reminds me of allen Fieldhouse with the sun coming in mm. and all that kind of stuff on, on both walls it's really really cool and behind that goal on the other end is the weight room and the training room and it's huge and our locker rooms are at the back end of, when you see those black doors those are our locker rooms and lounges and stuff like that so when we even got a locker room for our managers I mean, they thought wow. of everything wow. so I mean, it's just, it's a top-notch facility and, you know, we're really proud of it. You know, we, we get somebody on campus, we got to transfer uh, uh, Peyton Daniels at semester from Vanderbilt. And he was like, coach, man, we didn't have this stuff at Vanderbilt, you know, and, and he's right. You know, if you're going to get compete with the p- people that are in this league, uh, you have to have the facilities mm-hmm. and we've learned, Hey, we, we need to upgrade if we're going to compete night in, night out. But right. I wish we had our guys because I think our guys are good enough to win the league. And I, I think over the course of time, I think these players are too. We just got to do a little bit better and try to stay healthy and keep fighting. We've got good coaches. I got to coach better. Trust me. I got to coach better. We love that brutal honesty. Love the brutal honesty. I'll let uh, – I, coaches that you, you're just coming off a loss and whether or not – you're coming off a loss or win. You always feel like you got to coach better, but I do appreciate the humility in you saying it. Uh, but we know it's proven that you know what you're doing, coach. So we don't have to worry about that part. Well, you know, players get all the credit for the wins, and when we lose, I tell them. You know, I take all the credit for. You know, I take the blame when we lose one because obviously I didn't have them ready to. You know, New Mexico State they took it to us last night, and uh, you know they deserve it. They deserve victory. We didn't. I didn't have them ready, and. Uh, and they got a good team. And there are a lot of really Seattle who we play Wednesday. You know, they've done a phenomenal job out there. And they're playing, like I said, you can see the joy in their team and how hard they're playing for each other. It's I like watching teams like that, regardless of thinner our league or not. And, and uh, it's fun to watch. And we got a lot of teams like that in our league, you know. And uh, our team plays like that sometimes. We just need more. Can, that's a disappointing thing for me with our team is we've just been – you know, up and down so much that we can't get a lot of chemistry of who's playing, who's not playing. And that's been the hard part. You know, guys' roles change a lot. So I got to do a better job of getting some consistency with that. Well, the the, the health of the team will also help. Uh, we know you're going to maximize the team the best you can, but you guys getting healthy will be a big key. As you know, one one big league right now, as you mentioned earlier, so you just want to – 100%. Play. You want to – Yeah, I'm not sweating. The right time, right. Yeah. We and got six proven, weeks left. Proven, I ain't worried about it. You've proven you can beat the best teams in the league. Yeah. That's the we'll deal. be all right. Yeah. No, we're not dead yet. Trust me. We're all right. 
You got a, you got a funny story, Coach? We usually like to ask to close a funny story of something in your career. It can be family. It can be coaching. It can be this team. It can be um, you forgot your suit jacket one time. Or I, I will tell you a funny story. I was coaching at Kansas, and it was my first time back to Oklahoma State. And to play, and I'd spent nine years there. It was my alma mater. And so I was so excited to come back. And, and uh, this is a, a really neat deal. And so there was some bitterness there. Obviously, I spent nine years working for Eddie Sutton, his son, Sean, who's at Texas Tech now. And great coaches. And we'd coach in the Final Four. And a lot of history in a lot of different ways. And so right. fired up to go back. And I, I, we may have been even ranked number one in the country at the time. I don't remember exactly what it was. But. So we go back, and I'm really looking forward to putting a butt whipping on them and um, just seeing a bunch of old friends and whatnot. And so Coach Self, every year for Christmas, would get the staff suit, buy the guys, the staff, custom suits. Great. So kind. Great. You know, can, he's the best guy I've ever worked. You know, just awesome. So, and I haven't worn the suit. This is late January. Game's on CBS. Vern Leckwitz is doing the game. Big deal, you know. You can imagine place is going to be juiced up. And and uh, so I have not worn the suit. I've tried it on once, make sure the fitting, you know, the guy comes in, all this stuff. So I, I pull the suit out in the morning after a pregame uh, meal. So the game's at like 1 o'clock or whatever. So yeah, pre, you don't have a walkthrough or anything. You just do pregame and walk through at the hotel. There's not much, Brian, no, not much to choose from in Stillwater at the time. Right. This is 2009. And so I put the suit on. There is no belt loops in, in the suit. <laughs> no belt loops. So I've got this most beautiful navy pinstripe, uh, uh, houndstooth uh, 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 suit, check suit, you know, blue shirt, red tie, you know, and I'm an orange guy. I mean, trust me, I'm, I bleed orange. I graduated from Oklahoma State, and I'm blue and red, just throwing that Jayhawk at them. And I've got no belt loops, and I'm – you know, I'm not the smallest guy in the world. I need a belt. So I called the tailor up, you know, and I said, hey, man, I said, I got no belt loops. He goes, I thought you wanted a, 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 a suspenders. I go, suspenders? I've never worn suspenders in my life. Who wears suspenders? You know, this is – and we're getting on the bus at 11. This is about 1045. And, uh, and there's nothing you can do about it. Right, Brian? you just right. going panic right. mode, Right. 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 I walk in. I walk in the coach's locker room in Stillwater, and uh, I got my jacket on. I got my under, my shirt tucked into my underwear. Basically, I'm trying to hold my pants up. My my cold. <laughs> I got my jacket all tied up and 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 and, and buttoned. So I walk in. I take my jacket off. I said, "Hey guys, y'all notice anything?" They go, oh, "A new suit looks pretty good." I said, "Show me where the belt loops are. Show me where the belt loops are." <laughs> And those pants are not quite fitting right. They're kind of falling down. And so I can't keep them up. I can't keep the pants up. They're too big. And so, you know, they're all coaches just busting out laughing. He just, everybody, and he went to Oklahoma State. So he was nervous too. And so anytime he goes back to Oklahoma State for the game, I said, hey, belt loop game. I text him, belt loop game. And, uh, <laughs> I get busted pretty good for that from the guys I yes. worked with there. I love it. I love it. I so, love Brian, it. Brian, you probably – hey, you've forgotten the shirt. you forgot. Oh, there's no socks, doubt. right? I got some good stories, but my, mine uh, – I'll, I'll save mine for later, but I definitely have some stories. Those are – that's why today I love, hey, just wearing a 
uh, you know, what we wear now. It's perfect. Uh, it makes it a lot easier. Oh, I don't have to sweat any of that stuff anymore. College I had, days. I had, I had once where I was uh, young, way younger in my career where I was. Uh, and we all worried about what we wore. Like, only what I wore was the coolest, right? <laughs> no right? doubt. It's a competition. It's a silent competition. Oh, yeah. And, and nobody cares. No one cares. Yeah, I, le- I left a suit in my car. Like, I didn't put it on the bus. And then we yeah. flew. And so I had to get another suit. Luckily, there was a family member close enough that brought one over. And I didn't realize it till the day of the game. So, yeah, that was a crazy one. I have I have a friend of ours probably. He's not in this league. But he, had, he, he did the same thing. And he had to wear a referee's suit. No way. To a game. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, it's classic. Off the air, I'll tell you the story, but but it's classic. I love it. Classic. I love it. I would never call him out in public, but it's a classic story. I appreciate he's, it. He's one head coach. <laughs> he was did it as a system, though. I love it. Stuff, uh, it happens. It definitely happens. Well, we appreciate you taking the time, Coach. Uh, you got it, guys. Hey, appreciate what you do in building the game, and and Brian, I love how you're uh, you're inventing yourself and growing it and helping people and kids. How's your family, man? Very good. I appreciate you asking. You got three. Three daughters uh, and an awesome wife, and yeah, we're we're fig- figuring it out. They're four, two, and almost one, so it's an adventure in our house, no doubt. Yeah, my, my daughter's playing volleyball in, in Dallas this weekend, so turn nice. Yeah, my yeah. wife's a volleyball coach. We see a lot of volleyball. Yeah, no, I knew that's why I said that. Yeah, no doubt. Well, we appreciate it, Coach. All right, guys. Your family. All right, y'all have a good day. Yeah, good luck the rest of the All right, way. Action Jacks, baby. Thanks, Kyle. All right, as always, love uh, love having head coach guests. Coach Kyle is uh, yeah, he's a character. He's good at this. He does this. Let's talk about uh, their team real quick before we go. Look, SFA for there's one word: consistency. I mean, you can go and beat up Grand Canyon by 25 points on one night, and then you get beat by double digits at home the next the next night, or you lose an ugly game 49-41 against your rival Sam Houston. Consistency. This team is good. Gavin Kensman, one of the best big men in the in the conference. Got to get some help on the on the perimeter. We're getting good quality minutes from the freshmen. Uh, Day Day Hall, Jalen Jackson Posey, Latrell Jossel. Like it, those are good minutes. And you know, you wish that the Jacks were fully healthy. Rati Ware, you know, out for the season. Nigel Hawkins trying to get back. If if Nigel Hawkins can get back in the lineup, get his feet under him, and it'll be a huge boost. Uh, the Jacks still have a shot at the regular season title. They play defense, big road trip to the West Coast this weekend. And, uh, Brian, I, I think that they're still in a good spot here. I mean, even with the struggles so far with the consistency issues, um, I think they're going to figure it out. They've The winningest program in Texas over the last decade, you know, like you heard Kyle Keller say, so they know how to win. And uh, we'll see what the, what the Jacks do going forward. Yeah, no doubt. I, I just look at it. When you can play as well as they played against Grand Canyon on a given night, um, you know, obviously everybody wants to win the regular season. That is important for seeding. But um, as you know, only one team's going. Yep. Utah yep. Valley co-champed last year. They didn't get a chance to go. So uh, Grand Canyon did. So it's, it's really just about the team that can go to the tournament. Although the regular season championship does really matter, everybody wants to experience the tournament. And I think, again, getting healthy, the thing about this league that's so intriguing is not just um, the competition night in, night out. But when it comes to the tournament, you have no idea who's going to go to dancing. Yep. You really don't. And it's it's in a lot of leagues, don't get me wrong, 
but you have so much firepower in this league on a neutral court. There's no home fans. Um, and Stephen F. Austin, again, them getting healthy. They have the pedigree. He's talked about some of those guys that are in the program that have won a ton of games. Uh, New Mexico State has that now. Grand Canyon has that now. Utah Valley has that now. So you have these programs that have – Sam Houston has that. So you have these programs. Abilene Christian, I'm leaving them out. They have that. They yep. just on a run last year. So you have these teams that have this experience in them that have already gone and gone dancing and, and done these incredible things that they want to go out with a bang too. So I, I think that's the cool part about this league, and we appreciate – Anytime a head coach joins us, I uh, appreciate Coach Keller taking the time. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing if they can find that consistency. But even if not, when it comes March, you just got to be consistent for – Who's playing the best basketball in Las Vegas? 100%. Well, as always, we appreciate you joining us. You know where to find Wack Hoops Digest and, uh, yeah, where to find All Access. We'll see you. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the All Access Network. Be sure to follow, share, and stay connected with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Subscribe and hit that notification bell on our YouTube channel. And don't forget to write your story, leave your mark, and create your legacy.